0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co host Matt Dudek.
1: Hey there, everybody.
0: Matt, you can find us on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well at Horizon Roundtable. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, it is a IEPY1 way one. <laughs>
1: It's they an, won an, pretty
0: convincingly, too, by the way.
1: A new day in the Horizon League.
0: So, I wanted to start out with them because, and everybody's probably like, why are you starting out with IUP? Why they? Well, they're not in last place anymore. They're not in last place. I mean, they might be in time for last place, but we've been talking about for like a couple weeks now. We talked about it last episode. Who do you want to uh, get out of that matchup? IUPUI or Green Bay who are you gonna take yeah you don't want to play IUPUI ask Milwaukee we'll talk about that in a minute but definitely not you know Green Bay I I didn't realize how downtrodden the situation was at Green Bay but it if if for as bad as it has been apparently it's actually worse than I thought oh yeah they only have nine players
1: oh yeah there's some well yeah some personnel things happening and you start to, I hate to say it, like I I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know anything, but you start to wonder are those really injuries or are those we've been playing through for Will Ryan and now we're not, you know, like where, where does that line and where do we start to really break away? One of them was Donovan short
0: who hasn't been playing at all. So I don't know about that, but, but no, it was um, not, but definitely not to take anyway anything away from IUPUI. So, and I was looking at at the game Watching the game, um, because they were the first ones to start, because that's what IUPUI does. They do it for the children,
1: Matt. IUPUI is out there just making sure to be seen by the kids.
0: That's right. Um, No matter what, if it's on a Saturday, it doesn't matter if it's a random Monday in February. Or Thursday in February, as the case was
1: uh, against Milwaukee. They do it for the kids, man. Hey, you Um, know
0: what they... uh... And it works. It seems their, to work really well.
1: <laughs> their attendance numbers are better than some others, you know. They,
0: that is true.
1: Thanks that to the kids. That is true.
0: Thanks to the kids. Hey, it works. Um, but yeah, the the second I this this game actually started pretty close. This game started pre, the 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 IUPUI Green Bay game started pretty close, and then we got to the seven minute. We got to the under seven timeout. Uh, Media timeout in the first half. Do you want to know how many points Green Bay scored in the a, after the media break?
1: Less than five. One. They scored oh. one point. Hard to win games that way.
0: If it was I, I, was up by six at halftime. So if this was any other team, if this was any other team, because because uh, make no mistake, IUPY still has some work to do very obvious. Oh sure they do. They know that. But make no mistake, if this was Youngstown State, they'd be able they would have been up by like 30 at halftime. Just just basically running all over them and we might actually see that a little later on. Um we might see that in a couple weeks. But yeah, they scored one point. <laughs> I had to look that up. I thought I was crazy. IUPUI held them to a single point. So, whatever is going on offensively for IUPUI and their there is a lot still. The defensively, they definitely have the defensive part down. It was which, that we've seen, defense. which we've seen pre which we've seen in the last few games. They haven't been able to kind of get over the hump to get the win, but you've seen we, we we've seen the building up basically. And it all culminated into a 15 point win it wasn't even close it was a 15 point win comfortable comfortable
1: yes absolutely well and i we talked about it on the podcast i think it was last week and um where i talked to matt crenshaw and matt crenshaw had told us his team is getting healthier yes is it i mean yes they were playing green bay they were probably the favorite and all those things but don't don't miss out on the fact that uh, you you had uh, the other twin back. Uh, I yes, our, Ahmad Gerard. Ahmad. Yeah.
0: Ahmad, Ahmad, Ahmad came back. arm uh, came back. Uh, Chris Austin, who was out for the Cleveland State game, also came back. He was also back. Uh, he also came. He was. I guess it was only like a one game thing because he was back for Milwaukee.
1: So, but yeah. I mean, IUPUI got a second ball handler. In that game. Yes. And that makes they a difference. Did. It takes some pressure off of counter who we've seen. It's a very and counter good was player. in
0: foul trouble the whole game too.
1: Counter Which was all, in foul trouble. All the, all the bigger reason that you had a second ball handler, you know, like that it helps because they, they struggled. I mean, they're starting point guards out all season. So like, you're mm-hmm. already scrambling a bit. Counter's not a point guard. No one's pretending he is, but he's playing the role. So, so getting, getting the twin back there to, to handle the ball, that, that helped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would be
0: remiss if we didn't mention Vincent Brady. <laughs> yeah,
1: we, we, should, we should at least acknowledge that.
0: All right. So um, all right, so uh, in the broadcast, I, I, I love Greg, 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 Straw, friend of the show love him, love, friend of the show. But I, 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 he, he mentioned, and I can't, uh, he actually, I, I heard him try to make a comparison of Cade Meyer to Loud and Love. I heard that. I, I, I wanted to not hear that, but I heard that. And then, like five minutes later, Cade Meyer gets posterized by Vincent Brady. It's all over Sports Center. And I'm thinking to myself, Loud and Love wouldn't let him do that. He would have gotten his ankles broken and then <laughs> the guy would have spit past him first, but that definitely wouldn't have happened to Loud and Love.
1: I'm I'm trying you know again Greg Ray is great so I'm trying to like yeah. find the angle of where he was headed with I mean tall white guy but I mean Greg's better than that so I'm not sure where he would where he was at with that I think comparison. that I think the
0: size thing I mean he's we a bigger saw, body well no with, with, I think well the other thing too is in that game Cade Meyer was basically the only guy doing anything he was the only guy he was the only guy making major contributions everybody else disappeared off the planet so I could see what the I could see the I could see why he would have said that because Cade Meyer was the only one producing and he was the only he was you know that 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 battle that matchup between him and Chris Austin incidentally didn't think that was going to be a thing on thing again that game but it was Cade Meyer was was winning that battle and then he just ran out of gas well it's yeah and, and, and it's I think that was why we did not see him uh because there were stretches where we had Brock Hefner on the floor instead of him the rotational the rotation thing was kind of weird to me and I'm guessing it's because they only had nine dressed and one of them yeah. I think was Donovan's brother Zane
1: and I guess when, when, yeah, but when you're short-handed you're missing your regular rotation you you're dealing with everything to do I I I actually do feel bad for Green Bay, and I've always said, like, I know I have a reputation this season as a Green Bay hater. That's not true. I did. They just needed to make the change. I appreciate that they made the change even as early as they did, and it's going to be tough sledding from here. But like,
0: yeah,
1: I, what do you say? Like that—that's a hard situation, and I recognize. You know, it's no different than when we recognize that IUPUI is in a full-on rebuild, and it's going to be rough for a minute, and it has been. It's been real rough, but and I been seeing... oh, go ahead.
0: No, and I and I. I do not think this is going to be the last for, I don't think this is going to be the last win for them this year. I truly they, think
1: somebody else is going to be, they're going to beat somebody else. Well, and here's the thing they've played everybody real tough yeah. recently. We talked about that recently. You know who else they played really, really tough for this week milwaukee milwaukee yeah they, they scared were the hell out of them that's right
0: iup in front of the kids by the way we were incorrect we we were we were corrected earlier in the week that it wasn't just the high school kids it was kids from the indianapolis public Schools.
1: so there, there were elementary high school kids, kids
0: you could hear it too because i i did get i did actually get a chance to catch at least the first half of the game and yeah those kids were just I mean they were into it too, so it's like, congratulations. You, I was you may it. have I lost, was... but you might have gotten a you know an IUP win Y fan for life there.
1: I was into it. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't working like it was great. It was,
0: it, it was really was, game. but but yeah, and 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 this was a good test for Milwaukee because they were having issues. BJ Freeman was in foul trouble that entire time of that entire game that he was in foul trouble that entire game. So they had to come, they had to find, they had to find another option and good thing they did, or that could have been a very, very major
1: upset. It was a two point game with nine seconds left. Yeah. Okay.
0: Exactly. So that is, yeah, that you are correct. And that is, And had not been for some, late game, uh, you know, clutch defense. I think that would have been a different story. It,
1: it would. I mean, like I said, it was, it was a great game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, really, really a, just an enjoyable game. They, they, it was a pretty well-played basketball game. A little ugly at times, but the horizon league always is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it, basketball. I mean, with, I mean, with
0: the, yeah, I mean, they did not have as, again, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, B.J. Freeman only played. He had he had four fouls that game. He so he's limited to ten points. So somebody else had to step up, and man, it was you know the Kentro Pullian's the guy who came through. I mean, him and him and Ahmad Rand. I mean, that is you know Marquise Browning, Angelo Stewart came through too. So that was uh, but man, they they gave him everything. I mean, counter went off for twenty two. Um, you know, again, the the freshmen for IEPY. We're seeing this a lot, and you already have DJ Jackson and Vincent Brady in the starting lineup already. I don't know why Cooper Dewitt is there, but he's there.
1: But starting.
0: here we are. <laughs> here we are. But you're also getting Arma. You get, you're getting Armand Gerard off the bench. Now you're getting a Girard Gerard off the bench. So there's four freshmen right there, and yeah, the only, the in fact, you know, they usually are good for like twenty turnovers or whatnot. They actually only committed sixteen. I mean, it's still not great, um, you, you know, but again, you're you most of your turnovers are coming from a guy who shouldn't be playing point anyway. He's only there because of the circumstances. So, but yeah, that's that's what happened. But the thing I, is, they weren't they were not turning the ball over anywhere near as much as we we've, we've seen them in the past.
1: I mean, it was like I said, I, I I enjoyed watching the game, and I can't always say that. And you know, we knew that IUPUI was going to be in a full-on rebuild, and they had I was mad They're I missed. The, the, I
0: was games. mad I missed the end of the game because I had
1: to go do work stuff, so that sucked. It, but <laughs> it, it was it was great. I mean, yeah. again, like it kind of sucks because in some ways you know that IUPUI doesn't know how to win yet. You know, like, granted, they were chasing the whole time, but they kept yeah. it close. They played they played hard. Like nothing to be ashamed of losing by you know, three points to Milwaukee right now in the season.
0: I, I know we have said this multiple times over the course of the la- course of the season, but it, it bears repeating. There are a couple of pieces away. I think, they, uh, you know, the Bryce Monroe comes back next year as their point guard that solves one problem. Then they got to solve the big guy problem. Go to the portal, grab some dudes I mean, do what you did with Chris Austin,
1: except get a couple more. Basically the, if they can actually, if Matt Crenshaw really has his pieces in place and can keep this team together and just add really just probably a couple bigs. Yeah. This is the middle of the pack to, you know, the, the upper, upper half of the horizon league team.
0: Yeah. Which they have not, you know, which given where they started is a major improvement. Yeah. By the way, uh, I know we are, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. We, uh, but, and, uh, we got Milwaukee and green Bay coming up on, on Monday. And, uh, you know, unlike the Milwaukee IUPY game, I don't have that much confidence that this one's going to be close because it's in Milwaukee. And I don't know how many people, I don't know how many players, uh, green Bay is going to have. And yeah,
1: that's probably not going to go well. And that's too bad because the horizon league is better when green Bay and Milwaukee is a rivalry game, but, uh,
0: it's not, yeah. happening,
1: not happening on it's, this one
0: It's just one of those things that it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's not looking great. So, anyway, so Youngstown State won. So Youngstown State, currently, uh, re, uh, because Milwaukee is, as of this recording, uh, still has one game yet to play, they are a half a game behind Youngstown State.
1: Youngstown State didn't just win. Oh, yeah. They won a half. Hell of a game. Yes. A triple overtime thriller with Wright State. When Trey Calvin's got 44 points in the loss, you know yeah. it was a good game. And it could only – and to me, it
0: really could only end one way, with, 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 a, with, a Dwayne, uh, with Dwayne Cohill making a game-winning shot. It, it can only end one way, and it ended with Dwayne Cohill basically – he had four – there were four guys who could have did something about him. By the way, Trey Calvin was not one of them
1: because <laughs> he was
0: defending all the other four guys.
1: He was doing everything else
0: possible. Right. It's funny because, you know, we – it's funny because if, I, if memory serves correct, Trey Calvin was put on the bench because of his defensive skills. He wasn't the problem in that last play. It was like everybody else on the floor at that time. Dwayne Cole Hill basically just, just weaved past all of them. And I think it was um, I want to say it was AJ Braun. There were two guys at the bucket. There was Keaton Norris and AJ, and I think it was AJ Braun. It might have been Brandon Noel. Um, but they got, he had two guys, two guys sitting right at the bucket, right, right under the right under the bucket. He was able to get away from them, scoop up the, uh, scoop up the z- z- layup was time expired. Nobody got a hand on him. And that was the end of the game.
1: It was just done. Oh, and it was done. done. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was some, some pretty callous or a pretty porous defense at that point. Like I, the, You can't let potentially the horizon league player of the year to the bucket in that situation that easily. You can't. I and. Mean, for a team like Wright State, who we've talked about defensively, you know, that's something that Scott Nagy was trying to hang his hat on with this team. Like, you can't do it. Um, the other part to this is, you know, I talked about Trey Calvin having 44 points, which is yeah. incredible. But you know what? He was one of only two players on Wright State in double figure scoring in that game. Yeah. Like, where is the contribution? Hey, I, I, I um, this is again going to sound like, like Matt being a hater. I know I get that, whatever, that label, but, um, Amari Davis played five minutes, had two points. In a How, overtime in a triple overtime game, he, he was good for five minutes. That's five, a problem. Is, is he hurt? I don't know, because he played the he
0: played against Robert Boris.
1: That's what I thought. Like that just tells you that he's not I that mean, Nagy's not seeing what he wants out of him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he 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 has clearly hitched his wagon to Alex Hubrist. <laughs> As opposed to yeah, I mean He's got a, He's got a choice of between Keaton Norris, Amari Davis, and Alex Hubris, and he ta- he chooses Alex Hubris, who played forty-three minutes that game. But Norris had nineteen minutes. But you know, Ke- you know, you know Hubris, Hubris was like, what do you like? Was three of ten from the field in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, was he better defensively? I guess, but did it help at the end? Obviously not. Yeah, again, here we are with these crazy rotational changes because you have because the last couple of games you've had Alex Hubris and Blake Sisley starting over, yeah, so I'm like I, I'm not I mean I see when he's where he's going. and by the way, I didn't know, and by the way, CJ Wilborn does really exist, which I, I did that. not know either.
1: Um, yeah, he's, that, that that's a possibility at least. I'm like
0: so CJ Wilborn decided. Yeah, I, I if he has some extra eligibility, I have this very strange feeling he's transferring. Just throwing that out there, possibly. The thing with sound State, and this is important, is that again, not j- it, yeah, to your point. On the flip side of Wright State, and by the way, this is you know, the, and funny enough, this Wright State didn't have this kind of this problem. They almost had this problem, but they, they they almost had this problem against Robert Morris, which we'll talk about in a minute. But when you look at Youngstown State. Dwayne Cohill didn't even what didn't even leave his own team in scoring. He had nineteen. He wasn't even the first or second highest scorer. You know who the highest scorer was against I do Wright know. State? I do know, right. but if you want to tell, go ahead. It's Adrian Nelson. Adrian frickin' Nelson. Who by the way, um, yeah. Uh
1: Adrian, Adrian Nelson was that, on triple double watch in that game with the damn third right was. being steals.
0: Six steals. He had six steals in that game. He Adrian Nelson for the week averaged a double-double, and if you don't think he's being considered for Horizon League Player of the Week, you must be insane because that's the kind of week he had. Um, We'll talk about him against his former team in a moment. But, yeah, he he had 27. Malik Green had 24. Then you get to Dwayne Cohill. And then you get to Brandon Rush, but again, it's that balanced attack that Youngstown State has and they can kill you with anybody and they do kill you with anybody. And Adrian Nelson was able to do what he was doing when he was in Northern Kentucky, basically out-rebounding everybody on the other team.
1: That's what he does and he's really Although good at ex- it.
0: except with the exception of Brandon Noel, Brandon Noel actually did get as many rebounds as Adrian Nelson did.
1: It was 15, but you know, Youngstown State is a dangerous team, and we knew that going into the season, yeah. and we're seeing that. I mean, this Wright State team just can't seem to get wins, but I still don't think they're a bad team. You know, like I I feel they, no. they pass the eye test in so many ways, but the record doesn't say it. But nonetheless, we have Youngstown State pulling it out.
0: Which incidentally, they which incidentally they they proved it against Robert Morris. Although they coughed up a 14 point lead, to, they coughed up a 14 point lead, and they probably shouldn't have done that. But they did. Win. They coughed up yeah, a fourteen point win, but they won by fifteen. Make it make sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: they had a moment, then they had another moment. You know, like and the. I mean, make it make sense. Robert Morris, make it make sense. Like, yeah, what, we we can't get consistency. Like Robert Morris probably should have beaten Wright State then, based on what we've seen. Absolutely. Statistically, but at the same time, no Wright State pretty pretty handedly took care of business there, which is good at coming off of that loss against, um, but once he to. In,
0: I'm sorry. I was incorrect. Once again, uh, not a lot of Amari Davis. He only
1: played six minutes. He's in that proverbial doghouse. It seems, or, you know, he, but how do I say that? Um, Early in the season, early in the year when he was announced there, I wasn't as excited as some. And I said, I was one of them. I was one. Scott Nagy is really big on shooting and defense. And I'm not sure that Amari Davis can do those things much like, um, Apparently Dennis Alex Hebris. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, much like Dennis Gates is big on those things, yeah. which is why Amari Davis left Missouri probably it seems.
0: Although if you if you've looked at Missouri lately, they are all about the offense now. <laughs> no. Dennis like I said, I think that, like like I said, I was thankful that Dennis Gates left the defense at Cleveland State, but I think he didn't take a little bit of that with him. Hey, sometimes you just gotta outscore your opponent, <laughs> I guess. Uh, that he's just killed. yeah, he's just, yeah, but that's but no, I get that. Um, but yeah, it again this weird rotational thing once again where you have you know Hubris is now and has now whatever happened you know it appears that Alex Hubris is now the starter over Amari Davis now over Keaton Norris who was also starting, and it the the rotation at that spot seems to be you know Hubris and occasionally Keaton Norris and occasionally A- and Andrew Wellage and yeah, it's a weird thing. and again, Blake Sizzly, the guy only plays like eight or you know anywhere from five to ten minutes, but he's it's it's the Chris Conway situation from last year, it seems like where he's starting, but he doesn't spend a lot of time on on the floor. and I don't know if that's a statement. and I don't know if that's a statement uh that that's the he, Maggie's trying to make a statement to a j braun. Because that's who he's replacing in the lineup, but that's what's happening.
1: Ronda is more comfortable getting you know seeing he the whole be. game, you know? Like there, there's there's something be. to be said that for that.
0: And I think also the other thing too, and I think I think situationally, you know, having Brandon Noel and AJ Braun, two guys who are basically, you know, they're this, you know, they're two big guys. Having those two in the lineup works sometimes, but it doesn't work. Would you have a team that is not as big, like a Youngstown State, where your primary rebounder is going to be uh, your primary rebounder is going to be Malik Green and and uh, and and uh, Adrian Nelson? Yes, Adrian Nelson. So, but it worked. Like- for, but again, it, it didn't work against Youngstown State, but it did work for him against Robert Morris. And like you said, Robert Morris is in a really bad way right now. They just cannot seem to. They're middling. They, they, well, yo, they are middling. They, well, they're not even middling. They're in a tie for eighth place with uh, with Detroit Mercy. Congratulations Detroit Mercy. You're now up one spot for now. Um, but only but,
1: only a week ago they were they were beating up on Oakland. Like I, that's true. Exactly. A couple yeah. of days ago, not even a week. <sighs> and then they get home. Yeah, they swept that weekend.
0: They beat Detroit Mercy. They be, they beat. Um, Oakland and then they were they were they were in a position in both games to win to, uh, both Northern Kentucky and Wright State they were in a position to win those games and they did not they they ended up losing both of those games I don't know what the issue is down the stretch but that seems and it's so to your point it's so inconsistent so inconsistent
1: this league is inconsistent except for oh, yeah. like the this tops. league is drunk that's what it is <laughs> it's like, fun though it's it's got it's i'm i'm having I mean, fun this year well
0: it's it, it's it's fun it, you know it's fun when your team's when your your team's not doing those
1: things it's not so much when it is but i'm sorry um, we'll get to that but my team is definitely doing those things yeah I but know. we'll get to that yeah so, so, Why so yeah, northern, KU? hit that one too
0: yeah so northern kentucky oh man Northern Kentucky did, you know, they, they came back to beat Robert Morris. And then I don't know, they were so flat against Youngstown State. Youngstown State took it to them. I mean, they, Youngstown State wanted to leave no doubt, no doubt that that double overtime game at Truist Arena was a fluke. And you want to know what they did? Proved it was a fluke. because they I mean, They did. And again, Adrian Nelson, another monster game, double double. I th- I, I, I I feel that was I, in these games. It feels like he had something to prove, and he certainly proved it to me. <laughs> I mean, he he's he was be the player of the week. He's got to be. But again, I mean, and they neutralized Marquez Warwick, too. That was a major issue for them. Marquez Warwick only got scored six points. And he was, he basically, he was on the bench for like the last five minutes of that game. Could,
1: of course it was, because that, at that point, even Darren Hard knew the game was over. At some point, you just, you, you accept that and get some people some minutes and try to get out without any injuries, you know, further complicating the issue. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's like,
0: and, and again, you know, Dwayne Cohill did not have a, you know, he scored 15, but again, where, where... This is this is what makes Dwayne Cohill so valuable that in spite of him not being the top scorer, he finds other ways to contribute. In this case, he had six assists against Northern Kentucky.
1: So he basically said, Okay, you guys want to come and make sure I don't score. I, I have the I have the pieces. You know, there's a lot of you know, we'll get to them. Detroit Mercy, yeah. it's basically you shut down Antoine as best as you can, and you say, You dare somebody else to beat you. You yeah. can't do that with Youngstown.
0: No. Yeah. Exactly. So Dwayne Cohill sits over there saying, "You know what? You're not gonna let me score." Here, Brandon Rush score. Here, Adrian Nelson score. Malik Green, you need a hook up. There you go. And that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. They have the pieces. Yeah. And now they're, you know, now they are 19 and six in the con- 19 and six overall, and and have a half game up. They're a half game up in the conference, at least until we until the. Seemingly inevitable, and if I'm wrong, you all can laugh at me. But I don't think you're gonna um, win against uh, uh, no, with uh,
1: Milwaukee against Green Bay. Tell you what, if if Green Bay beats Milwaukee, um, that's like emergency podcast uh, territory, and probably have a guest from Green Bay to tell us how stupid we are.
0: Yeah. So Jim saro, if you if you're available, yeah, I think that would be an appropriate one. I think you'd be an appropriate guest for this particular occasion. Just throwing that out there. You
1: get to come on and we will listen for a half an hour and tell you we were wrong. Absolutely. We we will
0: be totally wrong. We will be, we will totally, we will totally eat
1: the crow. You just tell us how you want us to cook it. That's about it. I, not only will we eat the crow, Jim. If you're listening, here's my deal. My, this is me, Matt Hawking, Not even the Horizon Roundtable. Not Bob. I will buy you a six pack of your favorite beverage. You, you choose it. We're, we're doing that challenge. Okay. All right. Tell me anything. There's no, no, no deal. I'm just letting you know that uh, those are those were the things that uh, we would owe you. There you go. There you go.
0: So there is a lot on the line in this game, and, you know, we're probably not going to see the you know. Like I said, we'll probably – we'll talk about this next week when – ah, uh, next week's going to be so weird because of the Super Bowl and
1: all that crap, and I don't this even was, really care. This, this week was nice. I felt like the games just laid so much nicer, and I really appreciate well, it. Well, yeah. But, you know,
0: we got to have the Friday games because, you know, ESPN and all that do shit, yeah. Ugh. Do we, though? Yeah, do we, though? I mean, I mean we don't yes, really – Yes, but at the same, do we
1: really like? I don't know. Like, I guess. Do we, do we need Do we need three games on the docket for next Friday? I don't. I don't know.
0: I mean, the 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 TV game is gonna be, and it can't even be. Yeah, the 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 sad part is it can't even be. Uh, yeah. So you see, see, this is the problem. It's gonna be Northern Kentucky and Wright State. See, had Purdue Fort Wayne, you know, done a little better. Your choices were Youngstown State, uh, I think it was. Or is it Robert Morris and Cleveland State? I mean, either way, I'm not sure either of those two games are going to be. So they went with Northern Kentucky. They went with the rivalry game again. That's what they did. I'm like, okay, fine. Fair enough. I'm not offended.
1: No, it's fine.
0: I can make it work. We can make we can make it work. Oh, man, you know what? Holy cow. Okay, not, this is why you know this is a road game, by the way, for IUPUI, because it's a 7 o'clock game. I don't even know. I didn't even see. I didn't even see who was hosting. I didn't even need to see who the host was to find out. Oh yeah, it's seven o'clock. It's definitely not at in Indianapolis.
1: It's way past the kids' bedtime. They're, their new fans are gonna be so disappointed in that. I know. So uh, bef- hold on, but we're we're jumping to to. Looking at looking ahead, we still have a couple more games that we haven't talked about. We have a whole. Yeah, it's because I'm trying of to.
0: That's because I'm trying to avoid it.
1: That's why. Yeah, I know. That's this. why I'm bring. I'm reeling it back in. So let's start with uh, the bad for both of us. You know, it's, it's sometimes all right. Good so news or bad news. I like bad news first. So so, I'm so, la- so last episode.
0: You know, we we were talking about Cleveland State, and we were like, we were really looking at it and like saying, you know, there just seems something like something. It's not. Since they're like at the, you know, they were, you know, in the four way tie for first place, but it didn't seem like there was, it, there was like all the way there. And yeah, so we were just waiting, we were just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, on Thursday, Antoine slapped him with one of the shoes. And then on Saturday, Trey Townsend slapped him with the other one.
1: <laughs> it was yeah, brutal. That's, I, uh, if you're I mean, a Cleveland State fan, you're just like, Jesus Christ, that was the worst. Well, let, let's because it's really two different games. Let's let's start with the Detroit Mercy game for y'all. Okay, so the worst game. I thought that
0: was the worst game they played all season. I mean, they they t- they clearly left their ball handling in Cleveland because it wasn't in Callahan Hall. They were they got they they coughed up the ball twenty times, which they never do, and they were awful. Meanwhile, Antoine Davis is going off. Uh, Antoine Davis goes off. You, you talked earlier about Antoine David finding somebody besides Antoine Davis to score. They didn't need him that game because Cleveland State played so god awful. Yeah, but they still got those pieces. They did. They, they, you know, they yeah. And Detroit to Cleveland State's credit, they they did get close, but then they put it in another gear, and that was the end. I mean, Antoine went off for thirty-five. You know, Jared Liddell, who clearly must have you know, cl- clearly must have heard last episode, he went off for seventeen and eight. He's, he's getting healthier, which you know good, I'm glad glad for that. I mean, you, you got twelve from AJ Oliver, ten from Demi Anderson. I mean, it. But I gotta say, I mean, I, I thought for sure Detroit Mercy was gonna cough that game up because Cleveland State got back into the game. But then of course And then thud. they
1: didn't.
0: And then thud. Ugh.
1: Thought about it, never I was
0: mind. So mad about that. I mean, Jesus, that was the worst. So yeah, I wasn't very happy about that game. And so imagine my so imagine my glee when Cleveland State goes up sixteen on, on Oakland and I thought for sure. This is the moment we're going to, we're going to split the, we're going to, they're going to stay within striking distance. And oh, by the way, had they won that game, they would have been at least three games clear of the teams that were Oakland would have been seven and seven with, uh, with Purdue Fort Wayne and eventually, um, Wright state. We'll talk about Purdue Fort Wayne this week, uh, this week too, because if anybody had a worse game, a worse week than Cleveland state, it was, well, at least part of the week. They were so close, and then somebody took the foot off the gas. So I don't
1: know. You were at the weird. game.
0: What the hell happened?
1: I don't know, and I I don't often get to say that, but like I, I will admit I I try to be very honest with people to the point where people think I'm lying. I think, honestly I had I had already been asked who we, we what players we might want to speak to that they were down 16 with a couple minutes left. Uh-huh. Um, and we were asked, you know, which players do we want? You know, cool. So we put, we asked for Blake and Trey and it was kind of a toss up because no one was having great games. And it just like, eh, sure, I guess, you know, we've talked to Jalen a lot in these press conferences. So cool. Give him a, de- a day off. Great. And I'd started, I wrote up all my questions for the players, like game was over and then it wasn't. And you just kind of started to feel, I mean, Jalen Moore's done this before where it's just like, yeah. put them on their back, you know, NKU knows like but not only was it Jalen Moore kind of leading things, Blake Lantman was. Yeah. Okay. And the, the Blake and I things are well-documented <laughs> by that. I mean, I don't find him to be the shooter that everyone has always portrayed him to be. And that's my only issue with Blake. I think he's a smart dude. He's a great athlete and he works really, really hard. And I believe those things. And, the truth with Blake Lampman is Blake Lampman shouldn't be playing basketball right now. And I don't mean that because of athletically. I mean, he is hurt. If you haven't yeah. seen an Oakland game, look at the leg brace on, on Blake's knee. Dude should have had surgery a couple of weeks ago when this happened. But it
0: uh, looks some, like a cyborg with that knee brace.
1: My understanding is it's one of those injuries where basically you're not going to hurt yourself anymore. So we'll deal with it later. And if you can play through the pain, you play through the pain. And Blake Lord. is playing, not only playing through the pain, not only playing at a high level, but he's playing with everything that dude was diving on the floor for balls yesterday Yeah. you can't get people to do that half the time anyway and dude is doing that with with his knee in that condition like i gotta give it up to blake lampman and i'm sure not enough people will hear me say that here but like it's now going to be documented and i asked him i started my question to him yesterday because he shot pretty well i think it was five of nine yesterday he was five and nine from three-point land yeah yeah i started my question him with with kind of a a nod, a little smile between us of shooters make shots, and today you make shots, like. Uh, and he did. Yeah. And and but that quickly turned into you know the team and everything, saying the right things, and again, smart dude, I get that, but like he made shots, he played hard. Um, the his, him and OC Price with the steal um, down down the stretch. I mean that was huge. Um, by the way, Rocket Watts is hurt. That's why we saw OC Price at the end of the game. Uh, we got that out of Greg Campy in that press conference. Uh, Rocket Watts hurt his ankle. Uh, oh, in the pre, in the pregame shootout or shoot round. Like in, in the warmups, he hurt his ankle and he tried to give it a go and was not himself. And so we saw a lot more O.C. Price, which ended up working out all right for Oakland. Um, yeah. As far as what happened, I don't know. Um, There's a lot of chirping and a lot of talk between players during the game. And yeah. it started to get a little chippy. And I think a little bit. Cleveland, yeah, I think Cleveland oh, it's State it's... just kind of pissed him off. Yeah, specifically
0: between Deshaun Parker, who, by the way, ended up fouling out of the game. I mean, and
1: heard about it from the fans.
0: Woo. Unbelievable. I mean, I'm like looking at, the, I mean, basically, and and maybe this is it. I mean, maybe they just couldn't keep themselves out of foul trouble because three of them fouled out. I'm like, what the hell, guys? And- I mean, <sighs>
1: There was so much conversation about, oh, there's, you know, it was unfair and uncalled poorly. I've heard that from some Cleveland State fans. I never got that impression watching the game.
0: No, Uh, I didn't. I didn't either. I don't know what you guys are talking about. They just lost. They, they, I don't know, somewhere, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I mean, was it, was it, was the calls excessive? I mean, maybe, but it didn't, but you know what? You should have got over that. And, and I, again, was, I was listening. Uh, by the way, I was listening to Neil Rule, and by the because uh, the, the, uh, obviously I was watching the TV feed, so I was listening. Uh, I was listening to Neil Rule, and he basically is like, I mean, they were shook, and that that is a mental thing. that I I don't know. I it, it's something that Cleveland State has had an issue with previously, not just with this group, but previously. And sometimes they were able to overcome it. Sometimes they were. This time they absolutely were not. And it was it was very troubling, especially when you have a team that uses as many guys as they do. So I don't know. It was just it was really. I mean, that the last part of that game was super painful to watch. I mean, it, if you're a Cleveland State fan, you're you're not happy about this week. And you basically, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, fight for the fourth seed because that's pretty much all you're going to get. That's the best well, you're
1: probably going to do at this point. Quick side note you mentioned Neil Rule. Neil Rule 100% went for the announcer's jinx. He knew what he was doing in that game. Oh, he's a professional. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> I know. I don't know if missed another shot. <laughs> he knew what I he was know, doing.
0: I know. I, he's so not stupid. About, he's I know. I was so mad at He's a professional. Although I gotta say, I, although I gotta say this, and I actually missed this. Apparently, there was some sort of debate as to which is the better show, Seinfeld or uh, King of Queens. Neil, I got your back on that one. <laughs>
1: Again, we, we talked about the <laughs> officiating, and the, I'm I'm yeah, I'm moving past it. Uh, we talked about the officiating uh, for me and biased. I realize that you know covering Oakland, and I know a lot of a lot of Oakland things. Um, there was two huge missed calls in that game, and both of them went in actually the way of Cleveland State. Um, Woodwich got called for a flop that wasn't a flagrant, and the ref later admitted to the uh, scoring table that that was a that was incorrect. Flops are are flagrants this year.
0: Uh, it's, uh flops are technicals. I didn't think it were flagrants.
1: Or there was something with that. no, they yeah. just they called a regular foul on the flop, or it was like a flop warning. It should have been a technical. That's what I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um yes. and then yes. Blake Blake Lantman still at the end there was absolutely it was happened right in front of me. It was a hundred percent a clear path foul that would have been free throws on the ball. And they did not get, they just gave him the free throws, which was a terrible call campy was i don't know if tv caught it campy was not only livid oh no he just, was just uh,
0: just no he, he definitely did tv definitely captured that image. um
1: did they capture sure. the part where he went to throw the clipboard and in, uh, in my head like it was a cartoon that clipboard actually left his hand and he brought it back before the technical could be called because he was i know he was like he was so mad yeah i was like he was so mad and i'm like Greg, chill
0: out, man. If you don't stop for a minute, they're gonna tee you up, and then whatever you were complaining about, it. I mean, you're gonna cancel out the free throws he's already gonna get. I yeah. mean, that's that was that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that there was a little bit of restraint there because that could have ended badly. Because he was so mad, I'm like, oh, dude, chill, chill. I mean, I'm not even. A, I mean, obviously, I'm a Cleveland State fan, but I'm like, Greg, chill.
1: And we talked last uh, last episode trying to you know bring this all back here uh, about officiating yeah. all that. I don't feel it affected the game. um no, but you I will blew say a that 16 point
0: again you blew a 16 point lead you, win you your know games. exactly <laughs> be good enough to be good enough that the, the refs are are not a factor and incidentally and had they called that had they called that clear path which they could have, I mean, that's on you. You did that. That's not, I mean, that, I mean, that was an obvious foul. You're lucky. It didn't, you're lucky.
1: They didn't call a clear path. But, but all that said, the officiating, the officiating, if I could speak the rest of this, the officiating in the Oakland Purdue Fort Wayne game was not great. And it had nothing to do with the score that game. no, That was a Purdue Fort Wayne win, but there was, you know, you got your three officials and and attending. I, again, I kind of got to watch this. The, the three officials were not on the same page. Two of them were on the same page. And the third one turned that into a show about him. It was, it was awful and it didn't affect the score, but you just kind of saw it playing out and you're like, this dude needs to be seen today. Clearly like, but why? I don't um, know. Man. I, yeah. I, I don't know the, the refs well enough to even call him out, but I, I tweeted about, it. if you're really curious, you go back and find it. But like, it, he made that game about him from an officiating standpoint, it was terribly called, you know, you, but it had no no bearing on no, the game. I mean, Purdue that,
0: Fort I mean, Wayne outplayed Purdue it. Yeah, it was it was a it was pretty good. I mean, J- Jared Godfrey, who you know, Jared Godfrey went off for 32. I mean, it was you know apparently the ref got jealous that Jared Godfrey was making the game about him with all his, I don't know, production and scoring and helping his team win the game and all that. <laughs> um, so you so when you see that Purdue Fort Wayne score against Oakland. When you see the performance, they it, you see the performance Purdue Fort Wayne had against Oakland. You really, honestly thought they were going to be able to go into Callahan and basically shatter whatever dreams of that uh, Detroit Mercy was going to have about getting out of near the cellar of the uh, of the standings. And good lord, what the hell happened? <laughs> It was by thirty three, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't even as close this that I'm pretty sure it wasn't even as
1: close as the final score indicated. You know what happened is we last week said that Detroit Mercy just wasn't very good, so clearly they just had to prove us very wrong. <laughs> That's what happened
0: clearly, it was wow, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, they just it was just bad. <laughs> I mean, it was horrifying
1: they They put an absolute beat down on Fort Wayne.
0: they yeah, they could not get anything together. it was It was really bad for them. I mean, they were they were Detroit Mercy just basically, I mean, they they definitely out rebounded them. That's for sure. Um, well, and, and, and Detroit what... Mercy could and Detroit Mercy couldn't miss apparently. I mean, they they shot fifty percent from three point, which, you know, you can you can pretty much guess how many of those were Antoine's. Antoine's Antoine scored was six of ten from three point land against Purdue Fort Wayne. When Antoine is doing that, you know, I understand supporting casts or whatnot that he needs. When he's doing that, you, know, you don't really need a lot from anybody else. And honestly, he didn't, you know, there wasn't really a lot from anybody else. Because I think Gerald Liddell got another well, 16 points and Demezi Anderson got 13.
1: Nobody else was over. Nobody else scored double digits. Well, but they didn't need
0: it. They didn't the, need it.
1: The biggest difference between the two games for Fort Wayne comes down to three-point shooting, am I, in, from what I can tell. Like,
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, they went, uh, what is it? They went uh, They went 9-21. So they shot 21-3. They shot 42% uh, uh-huh. versus uh, Oakland. And yeah. Versus versus uh, Detroit Mercy, they only had. I uh, sorry, I lost my stats. I had it. Um, uh, significantly yeah. less. Where to go? Are
0: you referring to? Are you referring to Cleveland State or the Purdue Fort Wayne game?
1: Four Wayne. They were. They shot nine of thirty-one against Detroit Mercy. Like they just weren't yeah. shooting shooting very no. well. They that's were just, shooting you know, very terribly. And, and they're a just, team that's built on on shooting yeah. that three. Yeah. And they and shot the, terribly.
0: And yeah. They was it. Yeah. They were like. Well, yeah, they were like twenty nine percent for the game. Yeah, I mean they they just could not hit the broadside of a barn.
1: Where and the Oakland game the shot one. Well.
0: and more to the point, they couldn't get to the line either because they only were they only got to the line nine times. I mean, uh, it, but I mean by that point, I mean it was by by a certain point in the second half, you knew it was basically over. So I mean, but yeah, that really. I mean, that was an opportunity for Purdue Fort Wayne to, you know definitely get some momentum, stay it was stay kind of within striking distance of the you know of the top four, and it just didn't happen. It was just not there. And now they're and now they're sitting at seven seven with another team. we don't know why it's there, bright State
1: and once again we continue to have log jams all around the horizon like it parody it, it's parody at its best they're
0: like they're like mini log jams at this point in time but yeah they're log jams nonetheless
1: here we are you know like see what this next week brings uh one thing i just want to hit on super super quick um just sure related to all this um something to keep an eye on and we, we don't have a lot of information on it as far as i can find um AJ Oliver for Detroit Mercy was on crutches by the end of that game. Looks like he did something to his foot, ankle, something like that. So that's something that, you know, as Detroit Mercy had a really good week, something to keep an eye on that, on their health.
0: Here we go again. Once again. Oh, man. <laughs> Detroit Mercy just can't stay healthy. Uh, something. I mean,
1: I mean, who is healthy in this league right now? Everyone's, everyone's heard, you know, we're in February. Yeah, that's true. It's time, you know, and yeah, we're going to, we're going
0: to find out. who. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's just, but yeah, I you
1: know it's just going to come down who can get through and that's about it. So who can hit shots when it's time. And that's, you know, right now, Youngstown state hitting shots and winning games. And, 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 and speaking of injuries. Yeah. Let's not forget that they're actually missing
0: somebody. They're missing Shamar Rutan Mays who's been out for most of the season
1: easy to forget, but you're right.
0: I know it is because I mean, well, not most of the season, just most, you know, the last month or so he's been out, but you, you know, again, Youngstown state is so stacked lately. It's like, you know, I mean, I mean, it's unfair to say, but yeah, you kind of don't notice same way. I didn't notice that I'm not seeing, I mean, same way. I noticed William Dunn only playing, you know, you know, the last couple of minutes with the rest of the bench. And I'm like, wasn't he like starting last year? Like, yeah. But you could say that a lot of. I mean, very interesting how next year is going to look like for them. But anyway, um, I think that's gonna. I think it's gonna wrap it up for us, man. I think we 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 packed a lot in today.
1: I think it's a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Another big week coming. It's always a big week. Uh,
0: another big week with a lot of scattered games, and you know, I don't know what I don't know what this I don't know the recording for next week is going to look like because of, you know. But we'll make it. We'll figure it out. But till then, HorizonRoundTable.com. Oh, Jaguar guy got a, uh, going to have a write up on the, uh, on the IPUI game. So that's going to be great. Talked to Matt. He talked to Matt Crenshaw and all that good stuff. So that's going to be great. I'm looking. I, I already read it. You guys are definitely not going to want to miss that. Um, along with all the other stuff we got coming out. Um, yeah, actually, we, we dropped, uh, we dropped that, uh, Adrian Nelson and, uh, Chris Brandon comparison matchup thing with uh, Larry Wickle. Re- we posted that on Saturday morning before the game. It looked really good, too. Um, but, yeah, so HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, you can pull us, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're wherever podcasts are found, you can pull us up wherever on our uh, on your Amazon or Google devices. So until next time, thank you all for listening.